It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, the Oklahoma City Thunder snapped the Pelicans' four-game winning streak behind it. SGA's all-star bid Aaron Wiggins is being incredible right now for the Thunder on the two-way contract and Josh Giddy makes history doing something that we've not seen since the 70s what a game this was for the Thunder what a win this was for the Thunder we're gonna recap it all after this on the Lockdown Thunder podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network your teams every day Daily Oklahoma City Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod, and even email the show, LOThunderpod at gmail.com. On today's show, we will talk about the Thunder knocking off the New Orleans Pelicans, ending New Orleans' four-game winning streak. SGA puts up 31 points. Aaron Wiggins was incredible in his breakout game. Josh Giddy makes history and yet another game where the Thunder really controlled this game out of the shoot. So much to dive into, so much to get to. This is Locked On Thunder on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team's everyday Subscribe for free across all platforms and make this your first listen every single day, every single morning. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. So subscribe across all podcasting platforms and on YouTube uh, so you never miss an episode. Well, let's get into the game overview that we always do. And in this game, the Thunder were without Darius Baisley and Trey Mann, who both entered health and safety protocols. For Baisley, he entered in the afternoon before the game. For Trey Mann, he entered after warmups uh, because he tested negative in the morning, uh, according to the head coach. And then he was reporting symptoms in about the afternoon, and then he got retested, and then he got pulled from the game uh, after he went through warmups with the Thunder. Uh, now, Sam Presti, again, going back to the preseason, going back to media day, Sam Presti said that the entire roster has been vaccinated. And so, with the new rule changes, uh, that can change how long these players are in the health and safety protocol. If you're vaccinated, and uh, you're having no symptoms, which we don't know about Baisley, but we know that Trey Mann did have symptoms. If you're having no symptoms, then you can get out in six days. Now, of course, the other protocol was 10 days, so we'll see just how long these two players last. And so far in the NBA, there have not been very many cases of a team only experiencing uh, two go into the health and safety protocols. Whenever these happen, it typically has an avalanche effect, but we'll see what happens 
Now, moving forward, this is a very unpredictable thing, and there's not really any point, in my opinion, that they keep talking about it other than what we know for a fact. What we know for a fact is Baisley and Trey Mann are out. Uh, Vitt was out, of course, with his G-League assignment. We'll see if they kind of recall him uh, in the midst of this since they're going to be missing two players for at least a few games here. And, and again, this is a week where whenever you enter health, health and safety protocols, you're going to miss a loaded week where you play a back-to-back on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, and you play the Knicks on uh, Friday and then play the Mavericks on Sunday. So it's, there's a lot of games this week where the Thunder might be a little short-handed. In this game, those sealed out those players. Gabriel Deck did not play. Isaiah Roby did not play. And Paul Watson Jr. did not play, although they were not inactive. They were a DNP coach's decision. Uh, for the Pelicans, along with their uh, players who were out for a long amount of time, like Zion Williamson and Kerry Lewis Jr., they also missed Anthony Tolliver, who they just signed on the hardship. They're missing Jonas Von Schoenis and Nikhil Alexander-Walker. And then Brandon Ingram, their star player, only got to play eight minutes in this game before he left for an injury. So hopefully Brandon Ingram's okay, and he only played eight minutes tonight against the Thunder. The Thunder started with SGA, Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, Aaron Wiggins, and JRE. The Pelicans start Devontae Graham, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, and Willie Hernan Gomez. So how did the Thunder win this game? The Thunder raced out to a big lead with a very hot start, and they played with a ton of energy. This lead eventually grew to 17 points. The Thunder shot 52% in the first quarter from the floor. They shot 48% in the first half and in the second half. That totals out to 47.7 for the game from the floor for the Thunder. So it's a very good offensive night for them. Uh, One of their better uh, games in general. And they're now stacking good games upon good games. As you saw last week and heard last week, we talked about how last week was kind of their first ever game where they were in control in the driver's seat for 99% of it. And this game was the same way. And credit to this young Thunder team. The lead changed four times in this game. New Orleans had that scrappy run, and they even took the lead in the fourth quarter. But Oklahoma City fought right back. And so seeing that growth is big for the Thunder long term. It's hard for young teams to close out games number one. So the fact that they closed this game out in one was huge. It's hard for young teams to battle through adversity, and they did that. Whenever they had this 17-point lead, it got dwindled down to where the Pelicans took the lead, and then they fought right back, regained the lead, and won the game. So all that, all that is great for the Thunder, no matter who you play against, and no matter what your season goals are in terms of win-loss record. So it's all just incredible stuff for this Thunder team. Now, New Orleans uh, in this game had that scrappy run. They forced the Thunder to lose the rebounding battle by two, so New Orleans out Oklahoma City by two rebounds. The Thunder also had two more turnovers, and they shot 36% from three. However, they held New Orleans to 24% from beyond the arc, and that was really uh, the big gaping difference in this contest. Uh, The Thunder made three more threes than the Pelicans, and they ended up winning this game. The Thunder lost the points in the paint 54 to 48. They lost this, uh, they won the second chance points 12 to 11. The Thunder lost the fast break points 17 and 9, a rare game where you know you do see them lose that fast break category by a wide margin, but they still win the game. Typically, fast break points have been a big uh, barometer of success for the Thunder. The Thunder had six players, six players score in double figures. The Pelicans had six players as well in double figures, though. Uh, again, the Thunder made three more threes, but Josh Hart was awesome tonight. Josh Hart scored 29 points while making 58% of his shots on 10 rebounds. So a big double-double from him. He played 38 minutes tonight. He was exhausted. He was trying to get this win for the Pelicans. And Garrett Temple played well again. I mean, Garrett Temple played well a couple weeks ago whenever the Thunder and Pelicans played. And, of course, Ronte Graham had that humongous shot, uh, that 61-footer to win this game for the Pelicans. But it's a different story tonight as the Thunder win 117 to 112. The Thunder will now be two games back of the play-in and two more wins than the Rockets were in the last place of the West. So 
you're still kind of right there in the middle of those two spheres. If you're somebody who wants the Thunder to go all in for the play-in or for somebody who wants the Thunder to go all in for the first overall pick, equally, equally uh, opposite of each other, equally, uh, you know, kind of further away from their destinations there. So eventually the Thunder need to decide who they're going to be and what they're going to be. But in the meantime, this team is really, really fun to watch and, and, and they're growing in real time right before our eyes. It's a shame that Baisley enters the protocol right whenever he gets comfortable in that bench unit, right whenever he plays well with that bench assignment that he's been given. And, and so, of course, Trey Mann also is a shame he goes in there as he's playing a lot better as well. Now, hopefully for Baisley, he's no symptoms, and hopefully for Trey Mann that those symptoms that he was reporting yesterday uh, are mild and, and that they kind of go away quickly for him, and that they are all okay. But again, we'll see how that all unfolds. The Thunder do practice today, uh, so we'll hear from a coach after practice and a player after practice and kind of get the lay of the land of how that went and uh, kind of what to expect for tomorrow against the Kings as they head out west uh, for a late night week here on Lockdown Thunder. So make sure you stay tuned and subscribe across all platforms, including our new platform of YouTube. But this game was a lot of fun to watch. SGA was simply special. He was. And you cannot praise Aaron Wiggins enough for this game. But as a totality standpoint for the kind of big picture, I get it. For some people, wins are frustrating considering the seasons they want to have for the Thunder and all of that. But a win like this is never wrong because a win like this really is just invaluable experience and a great teaching lesson. It's a teaching lesson whenever you lose these games and also whenever you win these games. But now you've put it on film of how to execute late in games. I mean, even going back to that last and final play, the Pelicans are trying to foul, trying to extend this game. Josh Giddy gets it out to SGA. SGA hits ahead to Aaron Wiggins, and Wiggins immediately catches it and fires over to a cutting Lou Dort in the lane, and Lou Dort slams it home. And so the Pelicans are not able to foul. The clock runs that entire time. The Thunder still get two points to put this game on ice. That execution, being that seamless with your with your ability to playmake and pass the ball and being able to maneuver the defense in that way is incredibly hard for 10-year vets, much less a group of guys that are majority rookies, second-year players, third-year players. So I, I was really impressed with the Thunder in this game and their ability to kind of stave off the, the Pelicans even after uh, their big run. In this game, to me, uh, the MVP is going to be Shea because Shea scored 31 points and played at that all-star level as all-star voting did uh, open up for the public on Christmas Day. So make sure you're voting for Shea on Twitter and NBA.com and everywhere else that you can vote for Shea to make the all-star game. But we're going to get into his all-star bid and get into – his phenomenal game all coming up, as well as, of course, Josh Giddy making history and Aaron Wiggins breaking out in a big, big way. But let me know what you thought about this win over the New Orleans Pelicans down below in the comment section on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles or at LO Thunderpod on Twitter as well. But before we dive into all of that, we're going to talk right now about our good friends over at Truebill. Truebill is fantastic, folks. Truebill is a lifesaver. Do you want to know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam. It's to get you out of your money. So do not let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. So just link your account and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you do not have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and saves them up to $100 million, over 
$100 million saved with, with the great users over there at Truebill. Folks, it's happened to all of us, right? You, you get this one very niche streaming service to watch this one very niche show, and then you watch that show, and then you move on to a different show on a different platform, and you forget all about the fact that you paid for a free trial over there on the other platform, and now they're renewing your card every single month. They're not sending you the notifications they're renewing it, and you've just lost a lot of money. But Truebill can help you keep track of all this stuff and help you cancel the ones you're not using anymore or don't need anymore. And again, even if you want to keep subscriptions, they help you negotiate better deals on the ones that you love. That's why I love Truebill so much. They're here to help you all the way around. So do not fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's right now. Going there right now to Truebill.com. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. You can save thousands of dollars a year by going to Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Thank you for making Locked On Thunder your First listen, every single morning, every single day, we are here for you, talking Thunder Basketball. Subscribe for free across all platforms, including the new platform of YouTube. And thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen. But also, for your second listen, go check out the Locked On Now podcast. It's a nightly recap show of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Listen to the Locked On Now podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it right on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. Seriously, folks, it's like a nine-minute show tops with all of us on there after every single game, recapping each and every contest so you can know what's happening around the association in bite-sized form from the local experts. So go check that out over there at the Locked On Now podcast show. It's a it's a great podcast. I love listening every single morning for games that I missed while covering uh, the Thunder. So it's awesome uh, tool for me, awesome tool for you. Make sure you go check it out. But what's an even more awesome uh, thing is SGA. No offense, locked on now, but I do have SGA one and locked on now two in my awesome power rankings, which I can get to on Friday if you guys want to hear the rest of my awesome power rankings. SGA is simply peaking at the right time. 31 points, four rebounds, five assists, a steal, and three blocks. One of the better SGA defensive games that you're going to see him play was last night against the Pelicans. A steal, three blocks, and then on offense, 31 points. He also had four rebounds and five assists. He, he was incredible, 55% from the floor, one for five from three, still not quite where he was last year from three, but that three at the four-minute mark that he made was a step-back three that felt like the dagger in this game. Of course, uh, the Pelicans still had a shot to win this game, but it, he was feeling it, and he really created space for himself to get that shot off, and it was just fun to watch him play. Now, the big key here is for SGA, he got to the line 13 times, 13 times. He was in attack mode this game, and whenever he's going downhill, it's like I've always said, there is no stopping him. 
He's either going to be that elite rim finisher where he's switching hands midair, taking contact, bumping you off your spot, and getting to the rim and converting at the rim, or you're going to foul him and allow him to attempt 13 free throws. Now, the problem is in this game, he did not have his best free throw shooting night, uh, but he shot 61% from the, the line, 61% of the free throw line tonight on 13 attempts. It was just fun watching him attack and take over this game. And SGA talked about after the game how you know he's got to pick his spots on when to take over games and how, how to assert himself and how to be aggressive um, and balance that with being the point guard, with being a team player, with playing within the offense. But when SGA gets in that killer mode, I don't know what you can do. I really don't, especially as that three-point starts coming around more and more because we've seen him be able to knock down three-pointers with that efficient clip. That's going to be nothing new for him. Whenever that starts coming around more and more and he's still attacking downhill and he's still getting to his spots and he's still doing everything he wants to do at the rim, which he is elite at. I, I think that SGA is awesome at, at rim finishing. I think that uh, he, he's, an awesome, uh, he's an awesome player at the rim where he's able to be nifty around there and create for himself down there. Of course, he leads the NBA in drives this season. He has the drive and kick factor as well. Whenever this roster gets flushed out, that will be a big deal. He's in the 60th percentile on rim finishing, 62% at the rim. He shoots 62% at the rim on 143 uh, rim attempts, according to cleantheglass.com. SGA is an all-star. He's an all-star caliber player. Again, a lot goes into the all-star game uh, that is kind of out of your control. But right now, even though the base basketball reference page might look a little different than last year, uh, his play on the court is still just as good. Uh, and we'll see what happens with him from now until the All-Star game and then All-Star voting closes, and we'll see where he's at uh, on the first polling data. But loved watching SGA play. Also loved watching Aaron Wiggins play. And so Aaron Wiggins is an interesting story, right? He's the guy that they drafted 55th overall in the second round this year. Uh, he gets a huge pop in summer league. Everyone loves him. He's kind of the main guy in summer league, right? Cause Josh Giddy gets hurt. Uh, of course, people love Jerry and Tim Allen was jacked, but not really playing all that well. And so Aaron Wiggins was like who everyone fell in love with in summer league. And then he comes into preseason and training camp with a lot of hype or as much hype as a 55th overall pick can have. And the organization doesn't slow that down at all. The organization plays into it. They, they, they heap him praise rightfully. So from Sam Presti to Mark to everybody is telling you, Hey, this guy can play. SGA said after the game, I always knew Wiggs could ball. Everyone understands the level of play that Aaron Wiggins can play at. And on a two-way contract with a team in the Thunder who have a long history of converting these two-way deals to standard NBA contracts, Wiggins has already played 14 games, 14 NBA games. He's already started five times. He's made five NBA starts in 14 games on a two-way deal. Now, remember, before the uh, health and safety protocols ran rampant through the NBA, the idea was you can only play these two-way players 50 games. And he's played 14 already. So he would have been on pace to need his contract converted um, in a big way as he starts playing more and more and even getting these starts with basically going back to the bench. And so I think it's just a matter of when and not if they convert Wiggins to a standard NBA deal. An interesting note here, he has not missed a two-point shot yet in his career. He is 12 for 12 uh, on two-pointers. Tonight, he went eight for 10 tonight with uh, two made threes on four attempts. Six rebounds and assists, 24 points. Just incredible cutter. He's a great relocator off ball. And you've noticed me praise that with Giddy and praise that with other players as well. That seems to be a staple of what Mark is trying to implement to these young players is how to move off ball, how to find the soft spot of the defense, and how to relocate yourself and allow yourself to get open 
for these playmakers. That's why you have so many playmakers on this team is for other players to be able to get set up by them and for them to set up the playmaking path for whoever has the ball at that given moment to dish it out to them for an open look either at the rim or beyond the arc. So it's been awesome to watch this happen for a rookie. And he was just good. He was really good defensively. He was really good offensively with his ability to play within the flow. And while he scores 24 points, again, he, he gets there with 10 attempts and goes eight for 10 and just kind of plays his style. Like there was nothing flashy. There was nothing pressing. He was not uh, hunting shots. He was not hunting looks. He was just playing basketball. And, and that level of a, of a basketball savviness is going to be a big way of keeping him in the league for uh, years to come. I think that he can be a really good 3 and D player with the ability to finish at the rim, which will be uh, interesting to see how that kind of unfolds as his career continues. But his fellow rookie, Josh Giddy made some history today. He goes 0 for 8 from the floor, but he does haul in 10 rebounds and 10 assists. The first time that's been done since Norm Van Leer in 1971. So credit to the 19-year-old because Josh Giddy, you could tell he was frustrated, obviously. Anyone would be frustrated to go 8 uh, 0 for 8 from the floor. But he did not let that deter him from playing in this game, or he did not let that deter him from continuing to play his role. Uh, he didn't pout. He didn't mope. He didn't disengage, Right. He didn't pass up every single look he got after he missed his first two. He continued to play his style of basketball and continued to impact this game in a huge way. Those 10 rebounds, most of them came on the defensive end to end possessions. And that's big for this defensive unit. And the 10 assists obviously all set up great looks for the Thunder and they cashed them in on a night where the Thunder played some of their best offense. Josh Giddy staying in tune with the game, even as he struggles, is a big quality to have at 19 years old and finding different ways to impact this game and touch this game is a big quality habit 19 years old. So still impressed with Josh Giddy even as he goes 0 for 8, which just shows uh, the type of player that he can become in the future. But before we get into Jerry and the rest of this game, I want to talk about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is fantastic. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick with your resolutions because it's a, it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like chemicals uh, spilled all over it. You want the healthy option and you want to get that great taste. And by week three, you might be thinking, uh, this is not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, I got to tell you where the chocolate is. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Uh, compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Uh, go to uh, all your secret treat, treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, whatever. Throw out all those treats and replace them with Built Bars. Whether you're craving a snack or a treat, you can reach for something that's healthy for you and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, you can enjoy a delicious Built Bar you can always count on it to work for you and help you give that boost of energy that you need throughout the day. There are so many great flavors to choose from. My favorite is cookies and cream. So go try cookies and cream built bar today by going to boat.com. Use the promo code lot 15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's lock 15, 15% off your next order at built.com with the cookies and cream built bar is my recommendation for you. So check it out. Built.com promo code lock 15, 15% off your next order. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Lockdown Thunder Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod and email the show, L-O Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. Now, thank you again for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you. Talking Thunder basketball for your next listen. Go check out the Lockdown Bets podcast, which is getting you set for all your betting needs as we ramp up to the college football playoffs this weekend and the NFL playoffs coming around the bend as well. So make sure you go check out Lockdown Bets to help you out and win you some money. It's a free podcast every single day on the Lockdown Podcast Network. So let's continue diving into this game for the Oklahoma City Thunder and in this game, Jerry was awesome. I love what Jerry can do. He's the perfect modern-day big man. 15 points and assists, 7 rebounds, 55% from the floor, 3 for 6 from 3. Jerry stretched the floor and was a great option for this Thunder team. And I think that uh, you don't want to get too high or too low with either performance, but uh, Jerry has shown you staying power. And as a second-round player, to have staying power in this league is a big deal, right? That's what you're looking for. In the second round, uh, you're not looking for the MVP like Jokic, but you're looking for someone who can – uh, just be an NBA role player and an NBA player long-term. Uh, if you get that, you've done a hell of a job in the second round. And JRE simply is that. Now, again, is he going to be a starting center forever? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think he's your starting center of the future, but he is a very important player for your future, especially as his offensive weapon for the Thunder second unit. I mean, imagine pairing Jerry with whoever you get to fill out this roster. I mean, that, that goes a long way in getting players who can perform on the offensive end. Kenny Hustle. Just does what he does. 21 minutes, 10 points, five rebounds, 57% from the floor. Really good defense. It's incredible the way that Kenny Hustle is always uh, making plays and always um, performing. He's very steady. He's very consistent. And it's it's really hard to do, in my opinion, off the bench. I, I think that off the bench, to every single night, ramp up your body and to get into that routine and that consistency uh, is even more impressive off the bench. So credit to Kenny Hustle for always, always, always uh, being ready. And I'm sure that uh, it might have felt good to do that against the Pelicans uh, for him. Uh, Tail Maldon just deserves a ton of credit. I imagine that he was not in the rotation at 1 p.m. yesterday. And then Trey Mann starts reporting symptoms, I'm sure, at that around that time, as Mark said. And then Mark's like, hey, we might miss Trey Mann, so you know, you'll be ready, Tao. And then they pull Trey Mann off the floor, and so now Tao plays 20 minutes tonight, and he only missed two shots on his way to 12 points, his uh, first time in double figures this year, two assists, five rebounds uh, in this game. Again, for somebody who was probably not in that rotation, had Tremaine not been pulled from this game uh, for health and safety protocols, it was an incredible testament to, to Tail Malon for staying uh, ready, for staying confident, uh, and for continuing to be a professional. And this is somebody who struggled this year mightily, who's taken a big step back from where he was a year ago, uh, but he's played a lot of professional basketball in his, in his career, going back to his overseas days before he got drafted. And he knows what it takes to be a professional, and he was just that in this game. So credit to him uh, for this contest. And hopefully it sparks him long-term and getting him back on track to kind of more the player he was a year ago. Uh, other notes in this game, Poku scored two, uh, scored two points in two minutes, got a rebound and an assist 
and uh, he also took two shot attempts. Uh, he scored two points in seven minutes, I should say, and also got two shot attempts. Ty Jerome and Mike Muscala both chipped in five points apiece. The bet of the day was Oklahoma City plus one and a half. I, of course, won that bet as a Thunder win this game outright. My money ball pick, though, was Lou Dort, and it was actually Jerry who won the money ball pick. For the MVP award, I'm going to give the MVP of the game to SGA, but a close, close, close second is Aaron Wiggins. Let me know who you would give the MVP award to in the comment section below or on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Um, next Tuesday, we're going to have a Kings preview podcast and grading the season. Wednesday, we're going to recap that Kings game. Thursday, we're going to recap the Suns game. Friday will be our New Year's resolution stock watch and a Knicks preview. Saturday, a Knicks recap show. And then Monday, uh, a recap of the Mavericks game. So look forward to all of that on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Make sure you subscribe for free across all platforms, including on YouTube as well. So until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 